Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Talking Your Way to Change, the podcast that educates you about optimal mental health and psychotherapy. I am the host, Dr. Banker, and I'm coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you are enjoying Talking Your Way to Change, thanks for tuning in. Please consider subscribing to the show. Subscribing is one of the ways for me to reach broader audiences. Also, if you think the content is worthwhile, share it with a friend. I am practicing my social media skills, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, let's get into today's episode. In the last few weeks, I've been thinking about the concept of what now in this third wave of therapy is called psychological flexibility. A concept that reminds me of what in my early training as a therapist was called ego strength. Sometimes I wonder about the field of psychology's evolution to create new labels for the same psychological phenomena. I guess it's my belief that what is called psychological flexibility is another term for what in the psychodynamic psychoanalytic literature was deemed ego strength. If not the same, Psychological inflexibility, ego strength are remarkably similar. The research and deconstruction of the concept of psychological flexibility has far easier skills to teach if you want to go about helping someone achieve this flexibility in a pragmatic way. While a psychodynamic approach might rely on years of treatment within a relational context that allows similar processes to unfold. Okay, so I'm going to read a definition that I like of ego strength. Ego strength is a psychological term referring to the ability to withstand psychological and emotional tension without regressing to less mature behaviors or attitudes. Basically, it is a measure of our psychological resilience and flexibility, the capacity to deal with stress and life challenges in a conscious and self-responsible creative way. Breaking that down, it means you can tolerate someone being an absolute jerk to you without losing your cool, retaliating verbally or physically, despite the fact that you too have a stressful life. It means you're not a Pollyanna. You would not describe yourself or you would not describe yourself as someone who lets others walk all over you. To use boxing terms, you know how to block duck and weave, and roll with the punches. Okay, as one's ego strength relates to treatment or therapy, so a therapist would assess one's ego strength, it's really also about the ability to be challenged and how you are contributing to your own life's issues. For example, if I make something about you conscious that had been unconscious, how likely are you be able how likely are you able to use that information here's an example a therapist might say to someone you know i wonder if there is a way that you're constantly judging others and yourself is related to your fears of intimacy and being vulnerable it seems you're more comfortable turning your relationships into competitive power struggles than roads to intimacy Someone would need a lot of ego strength to make use of such challenge. There are lots of ways of assessing psychological health. For example, 
You can look at how many numbers of positive emotions and thoughts you have, how meaningful your relationships are, um, your engagement in purposeful and meaningful activities. Recently, a lot of educators and teachers of our children are teaching children how to foster a growth mindset. Recently, it seems there has been an increased discussion about it, what it means to be psychologically flexible. This has been brought out by ACT, and ACT stands for Acceptance Commitment Therapy. The goal of ACT is to bring about a person's psychological flexibility. Psychological flexibility is described, here's the definition, accepting life on life's terms. It is about accepting things as they are in the moment without getting caught up in our judgments of whether it's good or bad or quickly moving into problem-solving mode. Yet also, while we're in this state of distress, perhaps, that we can choose to continue to act effectively on purpose by choosing behaviors, thoughts, and feelings that move us to ultimately a rich and meaningful life. Okay, once again, I'm going to just break that down. It means you're not going to quit your job or immediately go into your boss's superior and complain when you realize your boss is ineffective, incompetent, or maddening because part of your values and your overall meaning to life is to be able to be a provider for your family. So you know it's best to be strategic and not reactive. But breaking this down even further, Psychological flexibility means what it sounds like, but here's the catch. In order to be flexible about the events that unfold in your life, we have to be flexible about what's happening in our minds. It means that I can witness what is happening in my mind. I can notice, wow, I have a lot of negative thoughts, such as I'm broken, um, my life has no value, Or maybe I can sense that my anger is rising, my heart rate is accelerating, yet I can step back and observe that I'm experiencing these thoughts and feelings without identifying with them completely as representing all of me. I can identify that just because I'm experiencing these thoughts and feelings doesn't make them the objective truth. Psychological flexibility is an ingredient for good mental health. Research has predicted when we aren't psychologically flexible, we have much higher levels of anxiety, depression, we have difficulty with our work performance, difficulty learning, we have an increase in substance abuse, diminished quality of life, and long-term disability. So the takeaway today is psychological flexibility, and it is similar to psychological strength. And it is just as important as our physical flexibility. Do you want to start practicing? Do different things. If you always use an elliptical to work out on, try working or try taking a course. Now it would have to probably be through Zoom or online. Or if you already are on a walking routine, try a different route. Eat different foods. Add a self-care strategy to your morning routine. If you brush your teeth, the last thing in your morning routine, try brushing your teeth first thing in in your morning routine. Try brushing your teeth with your left hand. 
just start flexing those neurological pathways. In my next episode, I'm going to define the six processes that contribute to psychological flexibility, and then I'm going to give you illustrations using a fictional character from a man called Uva. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for listening. I need to alert you that this podcast is not meant to be a substitution for mental health treatment. Although we talk about psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. If listeners are interested in pursuing therapy, I would refer you to psychologytoday.com backslash US or your insurance carrier network. Okay, thanks again. Until next time.